Hey guys, this week was a little bit different. I actually got to sit down and be interviewed by Mo, so I hope you guys enjoy the episode and let me know what you think. Let's go. Hey guys, we have a new sheriff in town. <laughs> I am super excited. This is not Anna, in case you haven't figured it out. This is Mo, and... Um, I've been trying to lock her down, pin her down, and interview her because she's so awesome and started this podcast and everybody's really enjoying it. But I told her that people want to know who the heck she is and a little bit about her. And um, she's such an important part of the gym that I thought I would uh, interview her for you, the people. (laughs) Thank you, people. I'm doing this for the people. Um, I will just say that I love... Your podcast. Uh-oh. Um, I will be honest and say I've never listened to podcasts because um, Ronnie and Izzy ruined that for me. Um, they listen to podcasts so much, and um, Jocko being one of them. Oh, yeah. And I like Jocko, mm-hmm. um, but I don't listen to podcasts, and, and those podcasts are like two hours long. And they tell stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I've never sat through the whole one. I to one that was like a war story, and I was like, this is... So yeah, so I've never sat through a whole Jocko podcast, but Ronnie has more time in the car, and and those two just kill me with the podcast, and they talk about them all the time, and and my circle of life is like a five mile radius. It's like home, gym, school, church, it's all, it's grocery store, like in that five mile radius. If you can't finish Celine Dion's, so oh, is that the rule? Her seven minute song that's too far. Oh yeah, me. then we're screwed. We're screwed. Yeah. So, um, but. I'm so glad that you did this because I have listened to the podcast. There's only two that I haven't heard so far, and it's usually a stop, start, stop, start situation, but I've enjoyed every one of them. Um, And also, you know, I I don't need to be the one that talks all the time. Like, I really like that, you know, people, when they step up and offer to do stuff like that, because people don't want to hear from me any more than they have to. Um, So (laughs) I think you're doing a great job, and it's awesome. So in case you haven't figured it out, uh, this is Coach Anna. Um, we're gonna interview her today. I should have. I should go live on Facebook right now and uh-huh. ask people if they have questions. Any for questions? You. Oh no! This is I have the authority to do this. You do have the authority. This is your. Running, <laughs> you are running the podcast. I'm sitting back and relaxing. Oh good. I, I. It's gonna get hot in here. So if you get hot, I'll turn oh, the heat yeah. off. Okay. That's um, I like to operate with the heat at about ninety. So, um. Okay. So we're here with Coach Anna. And let's just start with, like, where you came from, who you are, <laughs> how you got here, and why you say water. Oh, oh. so <laughs> let's see. Um, I am originally, I was born in Maryland, but I grew up in New Jersey, so I claim Jersey as my home forever. Okay. Um, I, uh, yeah, 5 to 18, I think that was really where the water came into play. Water. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I never, okay. uh. Never went away. I mean, I'm a big person on accents. I loved them, even as a kid. And I remember I read a book, and it was like, when you're 13, if you move to another country after that, you you probably won't pick up an accent. And I was 12 or 11 at the time, and I was like, Mom, we got to go to Italy right now. I need to get another accent. (laughs) (laughs) I I only got two years to kick this in. It's so funny. (laughs) So I'm from a southern family, and Mm -hmm. I was born in the south, and I moved here when I was, like, seven. And I had a southern accent when I came here, and I – and Ronnie claims that he hears it in me when I get mad or drunk or something like that, tired. <laughs> um, 
But then I moved to the East Coast. So if you don't know what we're talking about, I'll explain. I moved to Philadelphia um, when I was like 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. And people would say, water. And I'm like, what the hell are they saying? (laughs) Why are you saying water? They're saying water. It's water. So if you... No, that's why I have to explain it. Because these people... I swear, if if you've lived around the world... Uh A lot, which a lot of people here are military. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They hear all kinds of dialects and you know, mm-hmm. the accents. But there is nobody that says water uh-huh. except for people in Jersey and Philadelphia, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Water, daughter, any of that. Daughter. Do- yeah, yeah, what mm-hmm. the hell? I don't know what it is. Use guys. Oh, use. Oh, I love use. I love use. That's a good then, one, though. Yeah, I, I moved that. to Georgia, though, at for college. For so six years I was there. It took me a little longer. <laughs> Did you get a Georgia people. accent while you there? I say y'all. Took okay. me three years, and then I listened to country music. So they they won. They did. They're That's not nice Jersey, there. is it? Y'all and country. No, to listen to country music. Honestly, I grew up in like a really like hick town of Jersey. Like oh, we would okay. have parties out in the the fields. Okay. And, and you know, and all the dunes and stuff. Okay. And, and a lot of people did listen to country rest from I just they were just like the hicks okay. of the town. Which is now I say that, but I I love country and the, sure. the south now, but um. Yeah, I mean that's I guess that's where I am. Where, that's where you where, came from. Where I am, where I've been. Well, but how? <laughs> so how did you end up in Lacey, Washington? Uh, yeah. Um, so I was in college and didn't really have a lot going for me. So I joined the army and it helped me out tremendously, put me on a good path. And when I graduated, I wasn't was a medic beforehand, and then when I graduated, I commissioned and then this is my first duty station as a nurse okay um so driving up here I remember driving over that like overpass right by Olympia like down mm-hmm. in Olympia you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about yeah yeah 101 fall, October over where the capital is yep uh-huh. and I was like I'm not leaving That's I just so kind of knew it I told my dad we drove up together and I was like I think I'm probably gonna stay here and then working here and then being at the gym, it was kind of like solidified that, that whole thing. That's so are you, are you saying that this is a forever thing? Oh, yeah. This is forever. So you're saying we got a chance. We have a chance. <laughs> this, this is it. This is, you ain't getting rid of we me. We got something to talk about later. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. We do. Yeah, that it goes along these lines. Talk. I'll give you a hint. Uh, but I can't tell anybody else. Um, so that's awesome. So that's good news for you guys if you love Anna. It sounds like we get to keep her. So mm-hmm. what is your plan? Like, are you allowed to say? Are you at liberty to say what you want to do with your future outside oh, yeah, of the military? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, how that works. Like, in the civilian world, you say, I'm going to quit. Yeah. yeah. You're going to get fired the next day when you come to work. So um, I think it's a little different for the Army because, yeah. like, we pretty much have to announce our intentions to, mm-hmm. to leave. You know, you can, you have up to 18 months prior to the end of your contract to get out. So, yeah, that's my plan. <laughs> in okay. 20 months. I have 20 more months in the Army. And um, it's given me more than I could ever pay it back. But I think my life has taken a different different walk. And uh, I just want to kind of be in one place and be in one area and uh, kind of be able to go do a vacation whenever I want. And yeah, have yeah. a little bit more freedom than I do sure. in the Army. Um, but... Yeah, so 20 months, I'll get out, uh, hopefully pick up a, another nursing gig around here and um, continue to coach. I mean, that's the big plans. That's cool. And and, and there's not a sh- uh, shortage of nurses no. around here, so you'll have lots of connections. <laughs> Something else that's cool that people might know not know is that you recently purchased a house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did do and, that. And it's in a really cool place. <laughs> I am neighbors with two of the best coaches at the gym. Yep. 
and <laughs> tell them tell them who the best coaches are right now well to my right if I look out to my right in the morning in my robe grabbing the newspaper which I don't get and I don't own a robe but if I did if I looked right and kind of looked through a couple other houses I'd see Mo and Ronnie yeah yep Neighbor. on our right and then if I look directly to my left there's a house just standing there looking right back at me and Chris Pfeiffer lives there so it's cool because that's the neighborhood when I was looking to buy a house. I'm like, oh, I really love this neighborhood. And my realtor was like, well, we'll keep looking, but not they, – they pop up and they, like, would go, like, mm-hmm. immediately. So we were – I started small, and then as you buy a house, your budget kind of decreases. And mm-hmm. then by the time it was – when we went and looked at the neighborhood, that, that was the last house I looked at. And I was like, man, this is a house I want. And things worked – things worked out. And I, I love – I love having two awesome neighbors – She's the Hugh Hefner of the neighborhood that comes out with her robe and her slippers. (laughs) I come out with my fuzzy slippers all the time. No shirt. My neighbor, I have a 90-year-old Asian lady, JJ. JJ! I have another older couple on my my right-hand side. And they're all, I'm coming, rolling through with trap music. (laughs) In your Honda Civic. In my Honda Civic. The bumper's barely on. Well, and and that's why I think you fit into the neighborhood, because I like to get on my kid's bike and ride dirty and put, like, I put a boombox back there. Yeah. And, like, I just ride dirty through the neighborhood. So, no, it's a great neighborhood, and it's even better now that you live there. But it's cool, because we're we live Mm -hmm. you're like five minutes to the gym and there's like the Chehalis Western Trail right there and and it's a pretty neighborhood so it's cool and then you got cool neighbors so yeah Yeah. so that's awesome that you bought a house and that makes it kind of a little bit even more serious yeah that was that was my that was it I'm serious right now this is it you know I'm not a commitment person but now I am I guess I'll tell you what like owning a business in a military community it's hard. Yeah, and then I grew up here for the most part, mm-hmm. and I mean, I've been here since I was in second grade, so um, it's always hard for me because I have friends come and go, mm-hmm. and um, in the gym, we've had so, so many, many great coaches um, come through and have to leave um, because of their military obligations, so um, it makes me happy that we get to keep you. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. pretty happy, too. That's, that is the hard part of not being, like, I feel like I've talked to so many people, and they're like... I just didn't want to get close to anyone because I know in three years we're going to leave. And I'm like, even if I was going to leave in three years, that sounds terribly selfish that you won't want, you don't want to share it's yourself hard, with people. It's I know it is, it is hard. But I love that about the military that, you know, I've been in now for six years going on seven and like I have friends everywhere, mm-hmm. all over the country in all different parts of the world. And I have been able to travel and see people and have a place to stay everywhere cool. you know so and and when you don't have the luxury of having your family nearby yeah. you know your community right. around you becomes your family like we've heard like chris said that mm-hmm. i mean my, i don't have family here either but except for my parents and my sisters but when we first moved here you know like we relied on um, new friends to help us when we were in need of things and um, so it's cool. That's the cool piece about it. And that's something that I think we see in, in the military community. It kind of carries over here, which is rad. Mm-hmm. So tell us how you got into CrossFit. Um, let me think. I joined, um, like our, like ROTC program in college and, um, there was two individuals and then the third came like we had just really good friend group and I just remember seeing these two individuals they were working out super hard and that's just like I just wanted to be them they both had been in the military for a while and they just had 
they were just very driven. They wanted more out of life, and they're very hardworking individuals. So I did everything I could to be their friend. Mm. I am a very big person on I meet someone and like something warm and fuzzy and I'm like mm-hmm. okay you're gonna be my friend you mm-hmm. don't know it yet but it's gonna it's gonna happen you become a stage five clinger oh I'm a stage well not not <laughs> as bad but I'm always like yeah I'm like yeah we're gonna be friends you don't That's know so it. cool though and um we would work out in the gym and my friend uh Jill she was like she had, was had been doing CrossFit but then was like working out of the gym and then she just started back at a gym in Savannah and she was like hey you should come along you're pretty strong like this would be great and I followed her and I, that was, you know, starting CrossFit and then starting CrossFit at a really good gym mm-hmm. that really set a standard on what I think a gym should be and, mm-hmm. and, and that they cared so much. Um, it really helped me as I've gone through life and have had to go to other gyms and pick mm-hmm. out gyms and, and make sure that they're, they're quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I started at this gym, CrossFit High Performance. I think they're High Performance Athletics now, mm-hmm. but in Savannah, Georgia, and if you ever get stationed there, I recommend. It's great, great people, um, and I loved it, and I started kind of apprenticing there, and then I started nursing school, and that was that mm-hmm. was the end, but I met incredible people that I still talk to this day. My best friend, Kaylee, most one of the best people in the world, mm-hmm. and then one of the best coaches I've ever had, is she, she would, like, she was one of the head coaches there, and now she runs, like, a gym, and, or runs the gym in Korea, Oh, and I'm cool. like, that is just so awesome. So really a lot of incredible people, and that just showed me community mm-hmm. where I haven't had that, and it was a hard for me in Georgia moving there. So it gave me a really big family. And even though I couldn't make it to the gym when I was in nursing school, if I ever, like, popped in every once in a while, you know, it was just like nothing had changed, and mm-hmm. they were, like, right there for me, so it was cool. So you started an apprentice program there because mm-hmm. you coaching. wanted to start coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, how far into it did you get? Um, I was doing some solo classes, um, nothing, but not crazy. I think I was like almost checked off to just coach by myself. Like I was basically done with the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it was, it was such a, it was a huge goal of mine Mm -hmm. when I, to, to coach that that was always something I wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. just, I think it was just how great the coaches were there and all the impact that they left on everyone. Um, that I was like, man, I really want to do that too. I think. I don't know if I have something good to say, but maybe they'll like me. But mm-hmm. so when I came here and got stationed here and knew I was going to be settled for at least three years and now hopefully forever, um, that was a big deal for me was finding a good gym. And then if they if you, if you they wanted me to be able to coach there. So kind of worked out that way. <laughs> yeah. Weren't we the first gym and the last gym you went to? Uh, I think I, I uh, yeah, I was looking because I'm smack in the middle of you in Cloud City. Okay. And I was like, let me see. Which one? And then I, I just walked in here and I was like, nah, yeah. I don't even need to go to another gym. I was like, I kind of felt at home and I was like, I'll just get that awkward two weeks out of the way <laughs> where like people are still like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing here? Everyone was super nice. Mm-hmm. But then like when people start knowing my name and stuff and just like right off the bat, it was like, this is it. This who is was awesome. your first coach? Do you remember? <sighs> no. I'm always curious. I don't remember. I remember I came with Liz. Oh, okay. It might have been. I think it was Izzy okay. because he came up to us and was like, hey, I'm super weird and awkward. I, like, my name's Izzy. What's your guys' name? And I was like, I don't talk to me. Yeah, you are super weird <laughs> and awkward. So weird. You didn't need to say that. <laughs> so when he said that, I was like, that was so weird. And I didn't know what to say. So I was like, hi. 
And then I walked away because I don't know what to do. Oh, my god! And Liz sat and talked to him. Oh, how and funny. so I just walked away. And, and, and then and then Liz sat and talked to him. And then now he, he's like one of your like, best friends. Yeah, so. exactly. So it's so weird. He was just like. You're like, hey, you're weird. I'm weird. But I don't know that. I can't see that yet. <laughs> no. I know you're weird. So I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Damn it. Now everyone knows. I haven't told everybody the story yet about what we're going to talk about later. I'm going to build it up. Okay, build up the story. <laughs> Do you even know where I'm going nope, with that? Okay, cool. It'll be a surprise it. at the end. Okay, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I am not going to embarrass you. I think it was. It had to have been Izzy because that's that makes sense that he would have come up and talked to us about that. And then I'm trying to remember, um, like when I met you the first time. We have so we're at a place with the gym now. Like it's grown so big, mm-hmm. so fast over the years, and like it's to a place where you know for the first time I'm. I don't always know everybody, mm-hmm. and that's really an odd place to be. Um, so I'm trying to trying to remember. I do remember. Okay, I remember a workout that you came and did, and there was a barbell movement in it. Mm-hmm. And I think you were waiting on the side, and we were finishing the workout up. And I was like, "Oh, this is an army chick for sure." <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. Just, I already know. Um, you guys are all the same. Just kidding. Uh, not at all. I'm totally kidding. And then. Um, I was missing my lifts, and I was like, God, I'm POS today. <laughs> and then, I don't know if I was coaching the next class or if I was just hanging around, and then you did the workout, and you were freaking crushing it. <laughs> and I was like, dang it, Maggie, this girl's going to be a beast. <laughs> and we were pumped, because uh, we we um, we aren't like a super competitive gym, uh-huh. you know? Um, so we don't have a lot of, like, at that time especially, we didn't have a lot of female athletes that were like crazy into the weightlifting and super uh-huh. super strong and Maggie was and uh Maggie's probably one of the strongest Julie yeah um Chris Chris yeah and so I don't know it excites me when I see <laughs> other females that are like um give me a run for my run- money and mm-hmm. uh, you definitely kicked my ass in that <laughs> workout um so that's my first I remember you just thinking damn this girl's a beast this is awesome um, I don't remember how long you were here though before you decided that you wanted to coach, um, or that you at least expressed an interest. Um, I it had to have at least been like two or three months because at that point me and Izzy were friends and I was like, hey, this is kind of something I want to do. He's like, you just need to talk to Mo, and I was like, okay. Were we friendly yet? I don't know. Were we? Yeah, fr- we were probably okay. friendly, but everyone, I you know, I it just I just felt like you know it could have gone. You could have said no, and that's. Denial is not a really fun time. So I just I just didn't know, and I didn't know if I had. I also wanted to get a good FaceTime with the community and make sure that we were a good fit because sure. it wouldn't make sense to me to try and coach if no one liked me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, once I had a couple more friends and stuff like that, then I was I figured, you know, it was time to, to talk to you because I'm like, hey, I think everyone kind of stand, tolerates me. So this would be a cool thing. So... Yeah, I don't even remember asking you. I don't even remember that conversation. <laughs> I, I just feel like I, I think just... Izzy probably got you started. Yeah, but I, I, for people who are listening that don't know, I'm gonna have you explain the process. Uh-huh. But um, we don't hire from without um, outside the gym. Yeah, so people might not know that. Yeah. Um, so our policy is just that. Um, we like to hire from within the mm-hmm. community. So, you know, it's crazy because we get a lot of people sending emails with resumes or looking for jobs and things like that. And and it might be a turnoff to them. Mm-hmm. But I always say, hey, come check out our community. 
see what we're about, take some classes, be part of the community, and then we can talk about it. So we do not hire from outside. Mm -hmm. So some some of our athletes and members might not know that. Um, The closest thing to getting hired outside of the gym would be um, in the case of Maggie and maybe Kara. Um, But in both situations, I mean, they both have like these incredible resumes. Yeah. And so... I remember Maggie walked in like, like a <laughs> freaking, I mean, you know, she's a boss and, um, she walks in and kind of like, hi, I'm Maggie and this is my resume. And it's like this crazy, amazing <laughs> resume. And I'm like, cool, come be a part of the community. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's funny to look back on that now because she's one of my best friends and one of the greatest coaches we've had, mm-hmm. but I kind of shut her down. I was like, cool but you need to come be a part of the community. And she was on board. And same with Kara. I mm-hmm. talked to Kara for months before she came. Wow. Yeah, like she called me, I think, like six months before she even moved here. And we started communicating, and I did kind of a phone interview. And then when she came here, I interviewed her, and I told her she needed to be part of the community. And she was like, I'm all on board with that. So mm-hmm. I just think that's a cool thing for our athletes and members to know that uh, we do only hire from within. So how? So you were here for, what, about four months before you started? Um, I Maybe not, maybe less, maybe like two or three, probably okay. three, closer to three. Um, so for people who don't know how our apprenticeship program or on onboarding for coaches works, do you want to kind of give us a breakdown? Yeah, there was, oh, let me see if I can remember. There's, um, yeah, I came and talked to you guys, expressed an interest, kind of, we kind of came up with like a rough plan of like, here, the round is where I'm going to do my level one, like working backwards almost from my level one to... Like all the um, all the had a shadow, just shadow five classes. Then you can correct me. I can't remember. Well, we've we changed updated it since yeah. then. It's more in- involved <laughs> now, but um, it was shadow five classes, and then start like doing some integrative coaching. So mm-hmm. I would take a warm up, or I would brief the workout, or I would do the ending or, or like the cool down and mm-hmm. stuff, or just like little parts of the workout. And I think I had to do like ten or fifteen of those, and then there was like. Um, I run a class and have coaches watch me and then just give me feedback at the end. I think there was like five of those classes. Um, and everything was just, I mean, I got to, I think I went with every single coach and did, I did most of my hours at 530, mm-hmm. which made me nervous yeah. because then it was just all the 530 sure. AMers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so towards the end, I start doing more of the integrative coaching in the afternoons and stuff. And, um, I think I know it was it was and then awesome. You got your L, you got L one after, and okay. then I start coaching like two or three weeks after. But I never felt like I was pressured or anything into to, to go start coaching. Like I felt like that game plan we came up with led me up to like, hey, my level one is mm-hmm. when I should feel mm-hmm. ready. But if mm-hmm. I don't, still have time sure. to keep going. And um, thankfully, I mean, I loved being doing the onboarding ramp with the. Uh, with the 530 they are is it, yeah it's a different, different it is a different like <coughs> uh, I don't want to say a different culture because they really don't want to mm-hmm. create any That's separation because there's not any separation culturally mm-hmm. I think that that it's group, just personalities it is I mean you're an A-type person to get up at 5 o'clock oh, in the yeah. morning they're amazing and I mean everyone's amazing but they're funny well I don't know what you think but it's like if so your experience was starting with them uh-huh. And then you had to go to like a four thirty. Oh, four thirty. <laughs> and they're funny as hell too. They're hilarious. They crack me up. It was, but here's the thing. I've been to so many five a.m. Like the gym I went to, I started at their five and six a.m. was 
just the same thing, very close, like very tightly knit community. Mm -hmm. They were, they always were hyping each other up, like accountability. And every other class had that too. Like every class had their, their own personality. Yeah, every every class has their own like kind of thing. But the 5 a.m., just to get up at that time, you kind of see it. And then I've been to gyms where like their 5 a.m. is like, it's just dead silent. Like no one talks. And it's just like, oh my God, I think it's just the gym is good. I think it's the gym that makes the classes yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun, you know? Yeah, so because, like, you hear all this talk about 5 a.m. and mm-hmm. that's a different group and all that stuff. And, oh, no. And, like, I agree because it's a different personality, personality type, type that's willing to make the sacrifice to get up that mm-hmm. early. But, um, no, I think they embody the same culture. They, it's funny because I feel like they come to work. Yeah. Whereas, like, in some of the other class times, people are like, this is my break from my kids. Yeah. This is my break from my job. And I want to visit with my friends, and I want to be um, social and, like, screw around. And whereas at 5 o'clock in the morning, like, no, you better have that workout written up yeah. on the board with the warm-up and be ready to go if you're coaching because mm-hmm. they're there to work. They're ready to go, which I, I really respect that. Yeah. So so you got your – you kind of got the bulk of your training with that group, and mm-hmm. then you kind of had to <laughs> jump in head first. People. Yeah. 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 I remember coaching. I was like – and the 5 a.m. – and they were always a big class, too – but it's like that energy after being working all day, yeah. coming into like four thirty and five thirty, and then I love the six thirty PMers. They're mm-hmm. funny. It's I got a great a whole group. little little yeah. group that goes always at six thirty. Um, and then I start coaching the noon classes, and it's just like every class. I'm like, I love this this yeah. time, and then I'll coach it for a while, and then I'll switch to like another block. It feel like I don't know just how my schedule works out because my schedule's all over the place, and um, yeah, I I just like I just. I like every class, every individual class. Like, they're just, honestly, it's just the people. <laughs> One of the things that I love about Coach Anna oh, no. is, uh, there's a lot of things I love about you, <laughs> Coach Anna, but um, I love that you, like, take the initiative to, to like, create um, ways for the community to stay connected, and, like, you have these great ideas to just, like, for example, I don't know if you guys noticed uh, all the photos up front she did that mm-hmm. photo collage up front and the coach's pictures she took those photos and worked to have them framed and hung and then you did the photo project where you are taking photos of the gym which your photos are freaking phenomenal everybody loves them I love them um, because I get to use them for social media <laughs> um, so and in Amy King and I had worked together on kind of remodeling that front space. And she had, like, these amazing ideas. And we got them started. And then um, Anna and and you and Amy kind of worked together to keep it going, keep it moving. Um, so Anna is the one that has done all that cool stuff. And then um, I love that you always, like, try to put together, like, you know, <laughs> she had a wine and cheese. <laughs> She had a what was the party that got real crazy? Oh, that was my housewarming Halloween. That was a great party. <laughs> um, we won't talk about that, um, but it was a good party. And um, you're always trying to find ways to get the community together. And this podcast is an example. Your newsletters, mm-hmm. um, which I just have to say, I love so much because I have all these great ideas. <laughs> I just well, don't have yeah. the time yeah. um, to implement them all. So mm-hmm. I, I love that about you. What is it about you that, like, where does that come from? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? I, I, um, I, I don't know. I think when uh, – my mom's a hard worker. She's always instilled in me hard work and mm-hmm. that attitude of getting up early and getting things done and uh, kind of being unrelentless and, 
and things that you love and or love unreal like just just all out you mm-hmm. know if you love something then commit to it so um probably you know a little bit of her um my dad's a super hard worker too mm-hmm. so I mean if it's we're gonna go family that's probably a lot of how of who I am mm-hmm. and my brother's just extremely intelligent so I've always tried to chase all their positive qualities about them and try and instill them in in myself and I just had a lot of good role models along the way and good friends that have always stayed and, and cared looked out for me so I feel like I owe that to everyone else around me um but it I mean it's honestly I just I just love the gym mm-hmm. and I just want to see it succeed as high as it can because it's already I mean it could probably just we could probably just sit back and the community members would make this gym amazing but mm-hmm. there's like if we can do stuff for them and make this like you know just it, like I don't even know if we can make it better but just any area well, I mean I co- coach Chris said something in her podcast about how when she's looking at gyms that's something that she looks at is the community piece yeah. and like are they doing stuff to get the community together outside mm-hmm. of the gym and um, that's something that's always been important to Alani and I mm-hmm. is the community piece and um, and like I said you know it's hard to do it all so I love that you've taken the initiative and I know our members like so many people have said I'm so grateful for the newsletter because mm-hmm. I don't go on Facebook yeah. now I get this email or I can mm-hmm. go on the website or um you know we get people because we're a military community mm-hmm. all these people coming from all over the world yeah. and you know, here they have a space to start developing relationships. And it's not just in the one hour that they're here in the gym. Um, I mean, I love that you rally the troops to do things <laughs> like um, the the strong man that's yeah. coming up. So Anna kind of corralled a bunch of people <laughs> to do the strong man competition. <laughs> this competition. I don't want to do it alone. Is that what the real motive was? <laughs> Um, so she's been opening up the gym every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., even the day after the Christmas party. Um, oh, actually, oh, that. Did that I not happen? I lost my phone. Yeah, was oh, okay, so that didn't happen. Okay. You don't get kudos for that. Kudos for um, your housewarming party? Did, I did. I that's crazy because I, that was a, that was a oh, night, wild, a wild night. Wild. We all got to know each other. <laughs> dark sides that night. <laughs> In a good way. Um, not dark side. Um, so, yeah, so uh, tell us about Strongman, because uh, some people don't know what that is. It is a fitness-type thing, just like CrossFit, you know, uh, bodybuilding. It's its own thing, and um, it is it's just something I wanted to do. I, I don't know. It's always interested me. They do some crazy stuff. They do, like, axle bar cleans and jerks, and they do, like, single-arm dumbbell presses. They deadlift cars. They do all this, like, crazy stuff. I'm all about stuff. that deadlifting car exactly. stuff. Exactly. That's what I thought was really cool. Yeah. And they'll do, like, yoke carries and all these, like, weird off movements that you – where CrossFit is, in my mind, the most functional type of fitness that you can because it translates almost to everything in life. Strongman's just, like, how stupidly strong are you? <laughs> I you love know? the strongman stuff. It's I'm going to be honest. I, do, I, that's what, I thought it was great. It was just – like not to me these movements I'm like where would you see this in real life but it's just they're just so much fun to do like getting in there and doing them you've never had to pick up a car before oh well you know that's every <laughs> Saturday in Jersey <laughs> just pick up a car day right there. yeah so we do on Sunday afternoon <laughs> exactly. after yeah, church yeah after church yeah there it is that's a pick up cars. Thing too. Yeah. <laughs> um 
yeah, I don't know. I just, it looked so interesting. And my best friend um, in Korea, I, I've already talked about her before, but she did a strongman competition and posted pictures. And I was like, I want to do one now. I like, I had wanted it. to do one beforehand. But, like, the fact that she did it and she was like, it's so much fun. You have to do one. I said, well, let me find one. Let me commit to it. And then, I mean, honestly, probably the more selfish reason I do so much in the gym is, like, I love everyone here. And I think the people... They, everyone that comes across in my mind embodies so many good personality traits. You know, they've grown out their way to work on themselves and better themselves. And they obviously love a community because they could just go to a regular gym and not talk to anyone. Um, and they like to put their heads down and work hard and fitness is important to them. So those are all really qualities that I um, try to have in myself too. So that's a big reason why I, I try to do so much with the gym and with the members because I'd rather that they're the people I want to spend time with mm-hmm. anyway. So when I wanted to do the strongman thing, it just made sense to, hey, does anyone else want to do the strongman thing? Like, let's get it going. It's so much more fun to work together with someone. And it was cool because these Sundays are, you know, I I do a lot of research and I I try to look up things and we look up different techniques and we try and, so everything, we're just learning together Mm -hmm. because none of us have done a strongman type competition before. So it's just been a really cool learning experience. And I mean... Everyone that comes out, they're so strong. They're so awesome. So who's doing the strongman competition? Um, the uh, let's see. So we got Andrea. Um, we got Ashley Winkle. Is mm-hmm. her last name? Mm-hmm. Um, we got uh Jesse. Whose last name? I don't even know her last. Last names get me. Jesse. Um, and then I'm trying to convince Jarrett to do it. And, uh, uh, who's the other? Uh, Are we forgetting someone? I'm forgetting someone. I need to go. Oh, me. Marie. Is Marie, Marie going to do it? There it is. Marie. Yeah. I'm trying to convince did she, her. Did she decide that she's going to do it? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So <laughs> where, is, where is the strongman comp going to be It's held? going to be in Salem. Oh, that's um, right. So we're going to take a big, or we're all going to go down there and rent a place. And, and, uh, and it's in February. But, I mean, if this is something that we love and, like, it, it turns out, like, a great weekend, then I wouldn't not, I would keep continue to train for, like, 8 a.m. and have, like, awesome. a fun, yeah, if that's something that people like. You know, if we go down there and everyone's like, wow, that looks great, I, would, I want to try that, then that would be another kickstart. And everyone's welcome to come. It's that's always cool. open. I'm, I'm and you do 8 a.m. to 9.30? Yeah, it's like 9.30. Some people wake up on Sunday morning, hungover. Some Um, people wake up Sunday morning and go to church. mm -hmm. Some people wake up in the morning and go to Strongman at CrossFit Lacey. Some people wake up hungover and do (laughs) Some people do all (laughs) of the above, and those are my kind of people. Oh, yeah. I want to be friends with the people that do Strongman, hungover, hungover, and then go to church on Sunday. (laughs) That's my kind of people. Can I, I get an amen? <laughs> yeah, there's been time yesterday when I, or Sunday, oh yeah, it was yesterday, I was like, a little hungover, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, man, this has been like the fourth time, and I don't drink that much, I'm like, how does this keep happening? You're building mental toughness by coming and, in that way. Yeah, and, my liver is Yeah, and your liver is building. Building its, building a base. But, yeah, keep, sometimes I'll just walk in, and they'll look at me, and I'm like, here to I'm, I'm just thrive. I'm going to cheer you on though. I'm here to survive. <laughs> Not thriving today. Anna but. had a wine and cheese at her house <laughs> last week on Saturday, and she invited the whole gym, which I think is so brave. <laughs> you and then actually, what I think was even more brave than that, because like that's one thing, because it was adults. Uh-huh. 
But Anna is so kind. She is hosting all of the coaches and their families this Sunday. Um, so we can have some like coach bonding time. And um, she's going to make homemade pasta. And she's Italian, so that's just innate in her. She knows how she was born out of the womb knowing how to make pasta. Oh, that's it. <laughs> and, um, and, but what I think is very brave about that is she invited all the families. And so let's just talk about that for a second. Um, how many kids does Matt alone have? Six. Six kids. Okay. So, and then have you ever met the Pfeiffer's kids? Uh-huh. They're like eight kids and two. And two. <laughs> <laughs> and then the list goes on. So um, sorry. It's just a fact. I think you're part crazy to have that many people in, their, in your kids in their kids in your house. But I think it's so awesome and it's like a testament to who you are. <laughs> You know, and um, I think it's great. So that's something that I love about you being part of the community is like you pulling people together. And it's mm-hmm. always been so important to me that it feels all inclusive, mm-hmm. like that you, we don't have clicks. Like yeah. I don't want that. Oh no, I don't feel and, it at all. And I feel like by you doing that, it, mm-hmm. it breaks the possibilities up for that. Like yeah. you, you're going to pull people from every, the 5.30 a.m., 5 a.m. group, oh, a yeah. time, okay, got, mm-hmm. you know, the 6 the six p.m. people. So um, I think that's awesome. Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, your future plans for your education because I think it's really cool. There's two things that I think about. I'll do the first one first. So people who have medical back like mm-hmm. education like you're a nurse and then you had an interest kind of like in a PT yeah area I love that we have more and more coaches that are in like a medical field mm-hmm. because in the past CrossFit has had such some really negative press yes for being like unsafe and unhealthy and um, I feel like it's been important for Ronnie and I to really like change that mm-hmm. um kind of rhetoric that's out there about it by just starting with our gym and how we do things and Mm -hmm. so I feel like it gives us a little validity to have like (laughs) nurses and people who have master's degrees in exercise science like Mm -hmm. Maggie Ben has a degree in exercise science Mm -hmm. um and then we have Kara who's a PT and so it kind of is like I have doctors here doing this stuff I have you know (laughs) we literally have doctors we have dentists we have people. So I just want to hear about it from your perspective about like how you see CrossFit being like functional in daily life and like how you view if it's safe or not or like just your your view. My view on CrossFit. Yeah, because you're a health professional. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you work with a population of people that are really unhealthy a lot of the time. That's true. And I think that's what Cross why Cross CrossFit means a little bit more to me. Just um, being a nurse and working with patients that um, maybe just didn't have the opportunities like I did to take care of themselves or just didn't know all the right steps to take care of themselves um, or just life happens. And, um, you know, they're tr- interested in my care to for me to take care of them. And uh, it, it's important for me never to end up like that. Mm-hmm. It's important for me to influence as many people to not be my patients ever mm-hmm. um, unless there's something that happens that's that, you know, catastrophic, catastrophic. Um, so it's, it's, it's extremely important to me, um, to promote health and fitness. And a big reason I go to the, you know, I like to coach is that I feel I make somewhat of a difference that people want to be here and they want to better themselves and they want to be the best version of themselves. And sometimes it's really challenging to be a nurse 
where it's it is a thankless profession and I'm not looking for thanks mm-hmm. that's not my intentions but it's up as far as we get the same people all the time mm-hmm. and just no matter what I say you know hey let's be better let's do better these are the things you need to do you know and you could and you wouldn't need any of this stuff you wouldn't need all these medications if you would just focus on your health and mm-hmm. do like walk every day you know or something um so it's important for me to have the separation where I feel like there's people here that want to get better and then there's and I go to work sometimes and there's a lot of patients that do want to get better that's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying but some of the hard days it it just gets a little bit more challenging um but I think that having CrossFit in your life is the best prevention for being in a nurse or in a, in a hospital mm-hmm. on the regular mm-hmm. without a doubt I mean if you look at all CrossFit's methodology it's it's for it's for the long term I think we get caught up in the CrossFit Games athletes because sure. they look so cool and stuff but they are athletes they, they you got to look at them like professional football players mm-hmm. and baseball players mm-hmm. like in the future their bodies will be worn down mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit broken because of the intensity that they do things sure. at that's just an athlete's type thing. Mm-hmm. But then you come to the gym and you're an, and everyone's an athlete here at the gym, but not at that at that highest level. Right. They're doing the sport, sport. of CrossFit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are sports athletes and we're, you know, um and you know, being here is a little bit different. This is a longevity thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the programming here I think just solidifies that even more for me. It's just like everything is, you know, like unilateral unilateral work, dumbbells barbells kettlebells like I've been to gyms where they don't use anything it's just like barbells and whatever and and we use so much more and we're so inclusive and I feel like you we try you know Ronnie tries to program for the whole person you mm-hmm. know not just for like the sport of CrossFit which is something that some gyms you know I've been to gyms where they do just straight competition mm-hmm. like comp training for mm-hmm. their classes from everyday you know for everyday mm-hmm. people and that's not it um mm-hmm. so um yeah I mean I just think it's you know they they recommend a good diet. Zone diet's a great diet that CrossFit recommends. They they recommend being functional, mm-hmm. being able. I, I'm telling you, most of my patients would be my patients if they could still get off the ground, mm-hmm. and that's huge. And I think if you're here at CrossFit, mm-hmm. I don't think you'll have a problem doing getting off the ground, mm-hmm. you know, and being able to do that. I think if you lose that ability, you'll be my patient within the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really big thing. I think it's like preventative side. And mm-hmm. when I, you know, eventually do get out of the army, that's where I kind of am trying to focus on is more holistic care, nursing mm-hmm. and medicine, just because it's just so important to me to prevent this, mm-hmm. to prevent everyone. I mean, sometimes some, it just how it is, it's a little too late. Mm-hmm. So if I can, you know, help even just one person not be like that, I think I will have lived a successful life. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. I love CrossFit. I've lo- always loved it, and I think it's the best workout. Do you around. think that the um, bad reputation that, you know, because you hear so many people say, I don't want to do CrossFit because I don't want to get injured, no. or you're, let's see, what else do we hear a lot? We hear, I need to get in shape before I come to CrossFit, mm-hmm. or um, somebody pulls a muscle or does you know, ha- suffer a minor <clears throat> setback and an injury in CrossFit, and they're like, oh, this is it, well, you know. Portion. Where do you think that the bad reputation comes from? Um, I think that in the beginning when CrossFit, and I'm kind of, I've been around-ish, maybe four or five years I've mm-hmm. been doing CrossFit, maybe, um, and um, I think it started in 2015. Yeah, 15. Um, I think it comes from... Uh, well, na- the National Strength and... NASM. NASM. They mm-hmm. put out a big study showing 
injury rates in CrossFit, mm-hmm. which has just this year or, or the uh, end of last year got disproven. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was falsified. Yep, yeah. and they went back and talked to everyone, and that was a huge study that came out in the professional world where it just kind of destroyed CrossFit. And I think during the beginning of CrossFit, the people that really took over were military people. So mm-hmm. they went hard mm-hmm. off the bat mm-hmm. and they're just getting hurt a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But if I think at out now, as I keep seeing it evolve, mm-hmm. I, that's just, that's just not how the, how it is. It's not like we're going to go until we puke anymore. Mm-hmm. It's no. smart programming. Yeah. I think that, I think that's just, I mean, we have to remember this is a very new sports 20 or new type of, yeah, it's a sport ish, you know, 20, maybe 10 years, 15 mm-hmm. years. It's mm-hmm. been around. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, there's some bumps to work out, but I think it, they are being worked out. And if you look at the injury rate to CrossFit to right. running, running is the highest injury mm-hmm. of all sports. Mm-hmm. And then you look at soccer mm-hmm. and all the, I mean, that people get hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. I bet you most people, like if they get hurt around here is from one of the, like one of a, a previous sport. injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anything that I have that hurts me is from doing like bodybuilding, doing stupid mm-hmm. stuff and sports and stuff. CrossFit, knock on one, has never I've never had a very bad injury. And if it does happen, in my mind it's one of two things. You weren't moving mm-hmm. the way you should have, mm-hmm. or you're going way too heavy. Ego than you should Yeah, ego. Ego mm-hmm. will get you injured all yeah. the time in CrossFit. But if you don't have those things and you come in with an open attitude and listen to your coaches and really try and nail down technique before you start adding weight. I mean, like I said, this is a longevity thing. So sometimes Hey, that muscle up, like for me, double unders took me three years to get. Mm-hmm. I just could not understand them. I still don't have a muscle up. I mean, those are just things I can work on. I know that in the long t- term, that's a big goal for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't have to get it next week. It, I, I can be patient and work on it because I want to be doing CrossFit for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ronnie started CrossFit through um, the fire service mm-hmm. and, and it, there was only one CrossFit gym in town really at the time and he was doing it at the firehouse on their PT hour and um, he was starting to get into it and I was like, that's crazy. I'll mm-hmm. never do it. I was doing, um, you know, 20 minutes on the elliptical oh, or the yeah, treadmill God, yeah. and then I would go do curls for the girls in front of the mirror and um, I was like, I'm never going to do that. You're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, he went, he when he did join a gym, he was at a gym that was a really old school uh, culture mm-hmm. and he did get hurt doing some things that he really mm-hmm. shouldn't have been doing and there were some you know things that now after be doing this I mean Ronnie's probably been doing CrossFit since the very beginning of CrossFit now uh, you know he looks back on he's like I can't believe that this coach allowed me to do this mm-hmm. or I can't believe that they you know they were pushing us to go fast doing mm-hmm. this movement and so um, I was really resistant too mm-hmm. um, but you know, one of the things that I personally think is the sport of it kind of blew up. Yeah. And so people are like watching these games, athletes, butterfly pull-ups and chest bars. And then, you know, here this person comes in that's very, you know, limited experience. And they're like, I want to emulate what I saw this person doing on a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're yarding on their shoulders doing butterfly pull-ups <clears throat> and they can't do strict movements. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's where I saw a lot of injuries early in CrossFit oh, yeah. or the, uh, ego. Yeah. And so, and I'm, that's where I've gotten injured is ego. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I want to do this prescribed. I can do this prescribed. I'm a prescribed athlete. Mm-hmm. I should be able to do this. And, but that day your central nervous system is taxed because you did something crazy the day before, before and then you end up getting injured. So, but when I think about it, like I take inventory, it's like, uh, 
have you ever gone outside to garden after a win- a long winter and then mm-hmm. you can't walk the next day? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's an injury. Yeah. And you were gardening. Yeah. So uh, I I look at somebody who's a badass like Amy um, Ridgway. Yeah. Who's I don't know how old Amy is, but um, she she tells people, yeah. yeah. And um, (laughs) she showed she had a shoulder injury, and somebody like in her newsfeed said something on her social media something about CrossFit doing it. And I thought to myself, Amy Ridgway, however old she is, Mm -hmm. I have no idea, Um, but she prides herself on the fact that she's one of our you know older athletes here. She's not the oldest, Mm -hmm. but um, and I'm thinking she can go outside and garden. Mm-hmm. And not be injured. Yeah, she can go outside and pick that car up. Yeah, like she yeah, should be she, the strong man. Yes, yeah, and so it's like, you know, I think that that's where a lot of the misconceptions come from too. It's like mm-hmm. you're gonna get injured doing daily life yeah. stuff. I think that's where most of the injuries come from. Like mm-hmm. when people come in, they're like, "Oh, something's hurting," or something like my knees hurting, my back's hurting. I'll be like, "So what's going on?" They'll be like picked up my laundry. I'm like, so that's what took you out. Not the 225 pounds you're lifting. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they just turned the wrong way. They're like, I knew I turned the wrong way. I didn't brace, you know, they didn't do anything that, you know, they didn't do the stuff that we teach here for everyday life, like bracing and deadlifting and squatting and, and pressing, yeah. which is an everyday life. They'll do it wrong and they know they've done it wrong. And then they'll come in and with a little tweak here yeah, and there. Sure. And that's, if I ever, most of the people that have talked to me, if like 90% of them, I would say, Tweak them doing some weird outside thing that they probably just didn't either totally. do it right or, you know, just like an accidental freak thing. Yeah. Do it's you, not, yeah. Do you, when did you do your level one? How long ago was that? Uh, almost a year. Okay. Almost. So I have, mine's almost, I'm almost up for research. So it's been almost five years, but did they teach you about the health and wellness continuum? Yes. Do you love that? Yes. I yeah, love I, that. It is, get, let's get as fit as we can, right? Is that yeah, so, so I think we should explain this to the people because I think this is so cool. Um, Do you feel like you can explain it I well? think so because it's some. it was, doing the cross level one was, I just was enthralled. I think everyone should do it. Yeah. And even if you don't want to coach, I think it really puts you in a good mindset for the rest of and, your life. And understanding it mm-hmm. on a Underst- different, I know, like a more holistic level. Exactly. Macro, like a macro level. And now that you can see how much CrossFit's, I think it's very responsible, everything that they've done. I think the fact that the sport's taking off so well and that, you know, gyms are doing so well now is because they're taking ownership of making sure their members move right. And that just speaks, I think, for CrossFit too. So, um, yeah, they have – so you'll sit down for your CrossFit Level 1 and they go over this health – like sick health – sick, well, fit continuum. It's like, yeah, it's like this whole – little sunshine type thing it's easier like if you have a whiteboard yeah, to draw, I could draw it. it out so basically let's say um it's you start at, at unhealthy um or sick mm-hmm. and it, you have all the precursors or you are sick you know high blood pressure um you know high lipids or high cholesterol mm-hmm. um overweight obese your body fat percentage um you can't do most daily tasks um all this you're in the sick category mm-hmm. And then we'll move the cursor up to well, and you're, you, you know, an average Joe. Like, you know, your blood pressure is okay, like, you know, 130 over 70, like an a- average blood pressure. Or you're just an average type-ish individual. And then you go to fit, and that's where I think the majority of our athletes live in. The optimal. An optimal range where, you know, your blood pressure, for example, like my blood pressure, like, would make a monitor go off. I know yours does because mm-hmm. it's just low, but mm-hmm. that's because I – am fit and I you know don't need as much like oxygen or I don't my heart doesn't need to beat as hard and Mm -hmm. it gets to relax and I have a low 
pulse and just mm-hmm. um so I live in a in a fit so if I'm going to get to if I have to go all the way to sick I have to at least hit well first mm-hmm. and then I get sick so we try and push everyone that we can into the fit category so that if life happens and let's say you can't come to CrossFit or just something happens for a couple months, you still have to go to well before you get to sick. And that's what I love. Well, I mm-hmm. think so many people don't know that CrossFit is so science-based. Is. And they think it's just like workout scribbled on the board. Um, the health and wellness continuum I've seen firsthand. I've seen um, people come here that are, you know, would be considered older, uh-huh. become athletes for the first time in their life that get off all kinds of medications. I've seen that firsthand. These aren't stories that I hear on CrossFit mm-hmm. and HQ websites. Um, I've seen it in Ronnie and I's health and in and, and injuries that we've had. Personally, um, I think about Marie Ratcliffe, who is one of my good friends that we've grown up together, mm-hmm. and she got cancer, and um, it really should have killed her. Yeah. I mean, like, the treatment alone. I mean, the treatment that she had to go through was just, like, horrific. Yeah. And they a lot of people die in the treatment of the type of cancer that she has. And um, this girl, like, you know, she her health and wellness was at that optimal range. She got diagnosed with cancer. And, and it really, you know, I think is one of the attributes – she is a very strong-minded person, yeah, and, you know, she's, like, from a strong family yeah. bloodline. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I see her, and, like, she's already back at CrossFit. She's been, you know, quote-unquote quote, cancer-free for almost two years now, and she's, you know, got almost knocked down to the very lowest mm-hmm. of the sick category, mm-hmm. but she didn't die. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. And she's working her way back up to that optimal. And actually, her doctors are like, she's back to optimal. So I'm not going to say that CrossFit saved Marie's life. Mm-mm. But I think it's a really strong example um, of what that health and wellness continuum looks yeah. like. I got the flu last year in January, mm-hmm. um, well, whenever the snowstorm was. So maybe it was February. And I seriously was like, okay, now I understand why the Native Americans all died when the white yeah. people came here because this is crazy. How am I still alive? Mm-hmm. And um, when I went to the doctor, I was like, dude, can you get me? This is why I say you need to have some IV bags on deck at home. So oh, I, got <laughs> um, I was like, can you just give me some IV fluids? And he told me, he's like, the reason why you feel like you're going to die mm-hmm. is because you're healthier than 99% of the population and you just don't even know what it's like to be sick. And yeah. I was like health and wellness, conti- or, oh, you know, what is it called? Yeah, the, the continuum. Health, health wellness continuum. continuum. Is, I was like, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah. So I love yeah. that you're, like, a medical professional and you have that perspective because I think that it kind of shows people who may be timid or scared, yeah. like, okay, this girl's a nurse and she knows <laughs> something and she's telling me to do this, uh-huh. which is where I wanted – the second place that I wanted to go, which you started to talk about, you want to go – you're changing your focus after mm-hmm. nursing – to do what? Because um, you're nursing in the ICU, not the ICU. In, uh, yeah, I, I work at a cardiac step down. Okay, unit, so yeah. we work with hearts. Um, so when I get out, I want to work. I think I'm going to get my uh, nurse practitioner. That's a big goal, and then work or while I'm working in a holistic care type situation, um, I or preventative medicine, something of the of the sort. I think. I just, your body is so wonderfully made. Like if you just sit down and look at all the things that make you you, make your brain who you are, like how your body works and all the components, 
you you would just wake up every day in love with yourself because mm-hmm. it's just incredible all like what our bodies are designed to do mm-hmm. um and just just i want that to be the focus i want to take the whole picture of a human i think your sickness doesn't define you um what there's other things in your life that probably are contributing to you being sick so let's look at your life let's look at your lifestyle factors do you have a moment in the day that you have for yourself to think about yourself to just be you and have a moment of relaxation do you have a safe place in your house Mm -hmm. do you eat well does your family members influence that Mm -hmm. do you have a time in the day where you work out you should be working out an hour a day that's just one hour of the 24 that you should be devoting, you know, like that should be a, a priority too because that helps in the long term. We are not meant to be stagnant people. Mm. Um, so I I just want to get into that. I think it's an up-and-coming field. It's holistic care mm-hmm. and looking at people as a whole individual. Um, and it's just something that's very important to me because I don't like when patients come in and I don't get, you know, some nurses, it's just, that's just how we are. Um, task-oriented people, you know, while I get their last name and this is what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not all they are. They are a first name. They are so much more than that. What What are we doing to help them in all aspects of their life? Why are we just looking at their sickness? Why aren't we looking at the whole picture? So it's a big, big passion project for me um, to start uh, being in more of a preventative side of medicine. Um, and I think that's way more exciting than any other part of nursing but that's why nursing's great because there's so many options it doesn't have to be for everyone it's just how i feel so julie Pouchet <clears throat> is a crossfit games athlete and she's amazing and she went to school to be a doctor mm-hmm. and she actually went to the games when she was in school right she did she was in the games and then she hurt she tore her achilles heel and won like a whole event and could and qualified for the games for that because she hurt it right at the end um but uh she yeah, she's incredible. She has a great podcast, and there is a person on the podcast, How Healing Works. That's by Wayne, Dr. Wayne Jonas, and he is a big influence why I feel this way. I listened to her podcast with Dr. Wayne Jones, and then I read his book on How Healing Works, and it really set me off onto a, a good path of, you know, why I'm, I want to do this. It gave me a, it, I think I had all these reasons for why, but he kind of gave me the words and the meaning behind it. But all her podcast with doctors. What is the name of her podcast? Is, um, do you know? I don't listen I to don't, podcasts, oh. as you know, unless it's the CrossFit <laughs> Lacey one. I love podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Well, if you're in your that. car a lot or you have, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I have that. I've too. got a kid, like, Mom, can no. I have a Twink? <laughs> no, I don't have Twinkies, but, you know, Mom, <laughs> you know, constantly. So I have these interruptions all the time. But I, uh, Ronnie listened to a Julie Fouché mm-hmm. podcast, like, almost two years ago and he's like you have to listen to this you have to listen to this and it was all about this like holistic health and her and her is her is her husband's also a, a family medicine doctor okay yeah. and so they do a lot of their stuff pursuing on like an health. On pursuing health yeah i listened to one of her podcasts because ronnie was like so enamored by it mm-hmm. and was like you have to hear this it's really life-changing and um, one of the, the ways that she explained it that helped, like, someone who might not understand what a natural path, yeah. like, like, holistic doctor does, she says, you know, first of all, the medical field is so behind the curve. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit behind. And she, so she's really kind of ahead of the curve by yeah, doing she what she's doing and already being out of school and practicing. Mm-hmm. But 
she put it like, if someone comes in for a rash mm-hmm. and they go to a doctor, doctor, I have this rash that's driving me crazy. Here's some, you know, medication. Take this and mm-hmm. you should feel better in a few days. Her thing is, no, mm-hmm. I want to know what did you eat? Mm-hmm. Um, what were you exposed to? What did mm-hmm. you change? I'm not going to give you medication. I want you to try this or try that. Let's let's look at your lifestyle. Yeah. Let's look at how much sleep are you getting? How much are you working? Like all these things that when you go to a run-of-the-mill doctor for the most part, yeah. you're a number and you're in and out. Yeah, like, it's true. I, I had, um, I waited 35, uh, almost 45 minutes today for Malaya's doctor's appointment and they were 45 minutes behind and I spent maybe the two of us spent maybe seven minutes with the doctor and we didn't gain anything from it um and i will probably my insurance company will probably be billed for a minimum of like three hundred dollars at least so um and then you know we've been talking about this holistic health i just set up um primary care with a doctor who is a naturopath and our initial visit the intake was 90 minutes yeah and i'm going back on friday that's how it should be to follow up you know on just what we started on and i'm like i have never been in a room with a doctor even when i was pregnant and i was scared and there were weird (laughs) things happening and i just wanted to talk i mean (laughs) please tell me what's happening um like to have a doctor like not make you feel rushed and really want to hear what you say Mm -hmm. i mean that's like it's such a new concept yeah so like Give some examples of like, uh, are you scared? I don't know what you're going <laughs> Well, I won't make it too challenging. Okay. I just want to ask you like how you see yourself working in the industry. So you would be a nurse practitioner like in a family health care yeah, environment? Yeah, okay. type thing or somewhere in a holistic care, anyone that puts that kind of type, type of first or preventative health, which would be... Um, more like getting in the community and helping the community out a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't think medicine has to be about medicine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's it's way more than that. Um, so I don't think, I, I agree, I don't think the first thing that you should be doing, for the most part, you know, emergency situations. Aside, yeah, medications have medica- need in some places. Yeah, in some yeah. places, but that's not, most of the time, it's not the first thing we should be throwing off at you. Mm-hmm. And then, because it's crazy, we'll have, like you were talking about it, and I've seen it too, in CrossFit, people will just come in and they'll be on medicine, and then they're here for a couple months, and their doctor's like, you don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, because you start putting you first and prioritizing yourself and probably mm-hmm. fixing other things in your life. Not saying CrossFit was the whole one mm-hmm. and all, but definitely gives a kickstart, you know. Um, that That's, you know, that's the deciding factor you know like you working on you and being healthy is usually Mm -hmm. what will get you off medicine so I mean if I can work somewhere where that's the mindset that they have then you know I mean I I don't mind traveling or look like going far for that I just that's just where I want to be and Mm -hmm. I just kind of have to be um like just we can't go far because you bought a house in my neighborhood and you work across the release. <laughs> That's so true. That yeah. can't happen. This is true. This is true. I think that this is a great place, the Northwest, for that. Type oh, yeah. Of thing. I think it is. I think it's up and coming. But what you said is so funny. I sat with this lady, um, brilliant woman, for like 90 minutes, and towards the end of the appointment, she was like, When we meet next time, I want you to talk, come in with some goals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Thinking, like, uh, <laughs> stop eating stop. ice cream after midnight or something, you know? And she was like, no, I mean about your life because yeah. it's a holistic thing. It's yeah. not just 
you know, like, what are your life goals? And I'm like, my primary care provider is asking me what my life goals are. But that is so important because, you know, people, like, for me, I see the more critical type, you know, like, how, how do people want to, like, how do you want to die? Mm-hmm. You know, like, if that's some, that's that, if that's a question that you can answer, then that will, so that will mitigate so mm-hmm. much crazy crap that doctors will throw at you mm-hmm. just to keep you alive and it's not even that maybe that's not what you need it and that's not what you want it if that makes sense so you looking at hey what are my goals my long-term goals right now when you're at the peak of health or not peak of health because this is a sustainable thing but sure. you know you're at you're healthy and that's you're striving to maintain this this health that's important so your goal in life that's your goal to stay healthy then then you have a framework for your life it's really cool and I and I think a lot of people think about like holistic medicine mm-hmm. as like this hokey pokey thing. Like yeah. I want you to burn this incense <laughs> and do two cartwheels and then bury <laughs> the hatchet <laughs> in the backyard <laughs> and sacrifice the lamb mm-hmm. and then drink its blood raw. Mm-hmm. And no, I, you know, my sister's a nurse yeah. too. And she's been in emergency medicine. She's been an ER nurse for 20 years. She's in school to be a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. She wants to go to the mental health side. <laughs> but even she made a comment like, when you're talking to your naturopath, make sure that they, you know, she, there was a few things that just because she yeah. works in a different kind of medicine, she was like, not that she thinks they're hokey, but because no. she's totally on board with it. But, um, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of people think is that they will like push you off meds entirely and they don't mm-hmm. believe in medications. They're That's just going to only take this like weird herb mm-hmm. thing. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, I have a friend who recently got a diagnosis that was kind of a soft diagnosis for a serious health issue. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to start her on these drugs right away for something that, like I said, was a soft diagnosis for a really big health thing. Uh And when she started researching the side effects. Yeah. um, And she went to the very best doctors that there are in this type of illness. And they wanted to start her on these meds. And when she started reading about what the medications did to her body, would do do over the long term, she was like, dude, that's going to kill me Mm -hmm. for this other thing. And But they're the best doctors that you could find giving her this information and she made an appointment with the same place that I'm talking about. And these doctors were like, let's hold off just a second. second yeah. And they're, they're going to work as a team of doctors mm-hmm. to try to help her come up with ways to negate having to take these medications that like affect your liver and all yeah. these other, and there's all these other side effects. There's so many side effects. Like that affect your mood kind of crazy. and yeah. sleep and important functions in life. Yeah. Plus, you know, we could talk forever about how medicine, I mean, uh, medication is such a profitable oh, it is. Yeah. venture. So, like, this type of health care isn't going to be yeah. profitable <laughs> for, like, corporate <laughs> ventures. Yes. So, um, that's something that you're going to work. I, I, maybe they don't even make as much because they, I, I don't, don't know. Mind. have no idea how much they make. But I don't either. So, you see yourself being, like, in a practice. Hope so. That would be cool. So this is what I think. <laughs> I think that you should have a practice right here at CrossFit, Lacey. <laughs> we already got Karen. Yeah. If you haven't listened to her podcast yet. Gotta she, to yeah, it. I, I'm oh, halfway right. through it, but I, you know, get interrupted 18 times. <laughs> um, and then we'll get Kara in here because yeah. she's a, mas- a massage. A I mean, a, sorry, a physical therapist. And then we'll get, like, uh, Mark in here because he's a chiropractor. And we'll just be a whole 
overall health and wellness. I, my sister will do the mental yeah. health stuff. <laughs> I'll go see her. Why did you hit yourself in the head with that dumbbell after that workout? <laughs> we need to talk about we this. We need to talk about it's this. It's just yeah. a workout. It's um, Honestly, that's would be a lifetime goal. I think that's where CrossFit's heading. I think that's where the world is heading. Hopefully, people that you know put their thinking caps on, um, they could could see the benefit for that. Um, there is gyms that have a health and wellness type thing in the front, and part you know business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's where it should head. And if, to be a part of something like that, incredible. Okay, exactly. so let's just put that out there let's right put now. That, yeah. We need a vision board. Let's start doing it. Because I want this too. Ronnie and I want the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, and actually Karen too. We've talked to Karen about this since way before she even had her massage business. We were like, wouldn't it be great to be just an overall health and wellness? Because we are a CrossFit gym, Mm -hmm. but we're like way outside the CrossFit box in a lot of ways. Like, you know, we Mm -hmm. do a lot of strength and conditioning type stuff Mm -hmm. and different weird things. And, um, but, I mean, I think that's where CrossFit's going anyway. Yeah. Um, I think Great. that, like we talked about already, a lot of CrossFit's reputation comes from the sport. And I think that there's a big difference between the sport and then the, what does Ronnie always call it? He, um, general physical fitness. Yeah. That's general P, G, GPP. GPP. Yeah, that's yeah. a term he uses a lot. So he programs for GPP, general physical fitness. G- Is that general, what it's like? I general. mean. No, P- GP. No, that's not what it is. He says GPP, I feel like. It Doesn't is GPP, right? yeah. It's general, like general pre- prepared, preparedness. Physical preparedness? Physical is that what it preparedness. Is? Something like that. Yes, yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not to train you to do, like, ring muscle-ups at the games necessarily, unless that's your goal, but... Yeah, it's more looking at making every aspect of, you know, their 10, their 10 rule, like, physical... Sure, sure. You know, like, strength, stamina, balance... balance. They're, they're trying to make you well-rounded in all 10 and, the, and thereby making you more fit. Right, and then and building your health and wellness continuum, which yeah. is so, so cool. Which is why the CrossFit Level 1 is, one, just just read the book at least. Yeah, we bought a copy of it in my office at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got Kimberly and Devin, Devin are doing the Level 1 um, next. next weekend? Two Not weekends. this coming weekend, but the... Yeah. And I'm really excited. And then I'm going to have to redo it. I'm redoing my level one. And um, this year I'll have to do it. Ronnie's redoing his level two. That's Mm -hmm. how much of a CrossFit um, coach dinosaur he is. Mm -hmm. His level two's expired. Expired, Um, So, yeah, it is. It's really cool. And I think that it gives you a different understanding of what CrossFit's all about. Yes. So now we're going to talk about the fun stuff. Okay. Okay, so now you guys know the serious (laughs) side of Coach Uh Anna. uh But did you guys know that Anna's getting married? Am I getting married? Do you not remember that? No, I don't remember that. Oh, my God. I thought we had a moment. The, we're we? not getting married. Oh, I was like, are we? I'm a married lady, but I would totally marry you. And you're already my neighbor. Uh, we could be married and be neighbors be and not even when have to live together. Married? You don't remember this. Anna, are you serious? You don't this? remember who you're getting married to? Uh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yourself. Oh. Do you remember this? No. Kind of. Anna, we had a moment. Like, okay, let's think about who was at the table at the time so that we can bring them into this conversation. Amy King was at the table. Oh, yeah, makes sense. And then, do you remember Amy King telling the story about her friend barfing in the sink? Oh, yeah. Okay, it was around that time. Okay. And then, uh, (laughs) this is why you guys need to come to Anna's social events because, you like, Anna doesn't even remember this. So, like, I'm kind of heartbroken. And then Chris Pfeiffer was sitting there, Uh um, your roommate. Uh And um, you said that you love yourself 
Ugliness and and the, uh, yeah, you really back. love you some you, and then yeah. you want to marry yourself. Yeah. And so I was like, this let's do this. So right. I said, I was like, I want to plan a wedding. And then your roommate, and do you remember this? Is it coming <laughs> back? Is it a little foggy? Oh, yeah, yeah. But okay. you keep telling it. It's coming okay. back. Okay. I want. I hope it comes back because it's so great. <laughs> and um, so we were like, oh, dude, we're gonna have a bachelorette party. <laughs> is this coming back yeah, to you now? We're gonna have a bachelorette party. <laughs> Um, you said that my kids could be the ring bearer and the flower mm-hmm. or something that her, your, your roommate's dog was going to be part of this. Yep. And then, um, we, I said you should have a, a bride, uh, like, what is it called? A bridal shower. Yeah. Because then you can get some free stuff for your house. Oh yeah. Like, don't you need plates oh, or anything? Yeah. Uh, no. Pot? You need, need pots. Pot. I got a pot. Remember the hot pots. It breaks my head now. <laughs> so I'm really upset because I was going to tell everybody about your wedding <laughs> oh. your, and I, I thought we were going to have a ceremony. Oh, right now? Mar- not now. <laughs> we got a plan. Some people's plan for takes, two years, years for their yeah, wedding. This might be a little... I think I need more time to get to know myself. <laughs> yeah. only been 20, almost been 27 years. <laughs> I still don't know me. So, <laughs> we're going to have a wedding. You're oh, going to get married to yourself. I, yeah, I mean... You even told me what kind here. of ring you want, I think, but I can't remember what it is now. I think yeah. maybe it was oh, a cheap, a TJ Maxx ring. You said um, that! And yeah, yeah you're going to get a ring at TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx, because my roommate, she wants a... $12,000 to $20,000. I was like, you know what? These I'd be happy kids. with people just get me like a one from like, you know, the, the dimes, you know, the quarter. They <laughs> just get me one from, from the street. I'm really, I don't mind. I am very, very not picky. impressed <laughs> that you don't remember. I mean, like, I think that's <laughs> I kind of remember it a little bit. But Damn, I think girl. what I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm not surprised. And that really, was at like, <laughs> that was at like 10 o'clock that we had the conversation. It's I... weird because the whole night I remember, but this, that's a little far. Like, hmm. I think, I think there's part of me that doesn't want to marry me <laughs> and it's blocking it out. You need to work through these issues. <laughs> you need to work through some things. Commitment <laughs> issues. Commitment issues. You know you got commitment <laughs> issues and you can't even be with yourself. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. They we need to work through this. Back. Yeah, I know. We got time. Yeah. We got time. We got some time, but yeah. I'm, um, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I really appreciate my body and everything it does for me. <laughs> it I do up. some nonsense and it's still there. <laughs> it's you know, there. it's funny that you love yourself so much because you're not like a egotistical type it's person. It's not like that. I don't love myself like that. I just, I appreciate who I am. That's you know? good. I, I appreciate other people. Need people. That. <laughs> I appreciate everyone else because everyone else's body's doing the same thing that they're doing. I mean, cool. We're all in this world together and it sucks most of the time. So. No, it doesn't. <laughs> we just got to be positive and work through it. <laughs> That's not a positive outlook at all. It doesn't suck most of the time. Just oh, some of the time. Oh man, sometimes I mean my my person one of my personal models is models. <laughs> there you me. go again. I am, a, I am amazing. amazing. I am a personal model. Mottos <laughs> is you know the only thing guaranteed in life is death. I follow a very stoic philosophy. That That's and what taxes. I try. And taxes. Well, I mean, not all the time. Taxes don't come all. Oh the- no, they could. They will get you. <laughs> now they they get me now. I'm more scared of the IRS than the mob. <laughs> oh yeah, the IRS. The mob. Is you know what? Yeah, I ain't I'll scared be over you. Soon. <laughs> It'll be execution style. Yes, I'm scared of the IRS. Is, yeah. But I mean, with that mindset, you know, you live every day, you know, as positively and as kind as you can be, and nice to people or kind to people. Um, and that's just how how it works out, right? Because that's the last. I mean, the only thing I have guaranteed is death. Mm-hmm. Might as well make fun of everything that I don't have guaranteed, you know, mm-hmm. and have have good relationships and stuff. Maybe I've taken a different approach to what the quote is, but the quote is actually a positive quote. If you look, read into that stoic philosophy, but yeah, I mean, that's my thing. I think it's cool because I don't. I think that that explains a lot about your personality. <laughs> you took me hiking for the first time, and I want to go more. Yes, and you're gonna take me snowshoeing. Yep. 
Um, and that's like an example of like living your life to the fullest and really like getting out there in the world. And yeah. that's part of that holistic health mm-hmm. that probably a lot of people are missing out on. Oh man, just sitting outside in nature, like taking your shoes off. It's called grounding. It's kind of, it sounds hippie-ish, but so? take your, it, take your shoes off and just sit outside, put your feet in the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we come from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why right. running is so injurious is because we put shoes on and yeah. our feet are built, we're built to run. That's where barefoot can go on and on. That's really cool. Hippie. Yeah, we, we need to have, I don't know, I was raised by a hippie before, I don't even know. But um, I think you really embody that, and I think that's really cool. Um, one of the things, I, I asked for some questions, but I posted it at an inopportune time, so I don't know if we have very many, but mm. Crystal Kloon did want to know, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Uh, any superpower? Oh, I, I, I... Mm. I don't know. I I think about. I like Doctor Strange. <laughs> what is Doctor Strange? He's he's one of the super one of the Marvel characters. I don't do that. Oh, he does. Yeah. Okay. I don't um, watch well, movies or TV. So. Um. Uh, I think maybe now that I'm older, I could probably would have tra- picked any that I could travel anywhere. But now I think just ability to understand things would probably be my superpower if I could. Anything I wanted to understand. Oh, that's scary. You're opening up Pandora's box. Oh, no, no, that. Yeah. Do you there's really want to deep... know? Sometimes. Like, yeah. I'm curious. Like if there's aliens. Yeah. I would love to know if no. there's aliens. <laughs> that would be cool. I don't think we're alone. There's a lot of universe out there. It's kind of freaking me out right now. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, the ability to understand. So, any, you know, if I wanted to understand a language, sure. If I wanted to be there for a person, understand their situation, then I could understand why people are the way they are. My big person, a big thinker of that. I like mm-hmm. to understand why, what makes, what drives people, you know, what are their wants and desires in life? Because I think the more you understand people, you realize we all kind of just want the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. Will be understanding? Maybe that was a little too deep, but no, I don't think it's too deep. <laughs> and then you always ask people, uh, if, for their favorite book. book. Uh, I think, um, how healing works is, my favorite medical book. I have so many books. I read a lot. That's um, good. The Alchemist is a great mm-hmm. book. It's an older book. And Didn't they make a movie about it? They did, but I've never, I've never seen, seen the movie. movie but yeah. the, the book is, is is incredible. And um, and then my favorite just like fantasy book is The Name of the Wind, which is another, it's like a, like a fantasy type, you know, wizards and things. Hmm. I'm a little geeky i've not gotten a wizard's oh i love them lord of the rings all that nonsense. i've never read any of that fan big fan but name of the wind is a, it's a great book and there's just i mean i think if you look at the movies and, and and even fantasy type things i mean they all say the same thing the same message if you look for it um mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think that's that's about yeah those those are probably my top three books those are good right now yeah um i don't know if i'd read a medical book but a kid's book? I can read I'm, a kid's book. What's a kid's book? Oh, shoot. Dang. Now I can read a kid's book. Oh, I can't. Now I can't remember the title. Now that I, said, now I put myself on the spot. Um, it's about this kid that plays baseball and they find like a firecracker and he sets it off and he goes blind. Ooh. Yeah, and it's this whole process. So is it like a novel for kids? Yeah, is it's it, like okay. a little novel. Like your I'm kids get it are probably my kid. their age. And it's great. And it was my favorite book all growing up, but now I can't. Like, Seeing Eye or this. Something, something about singing. when you remember Tommy. I will look my it kids up. are crazy. I can readers. see the book on, on my thing, but that's one of my favorite books because it's his battle and 
trying to be positive about a bad situation. Um, yeah, that's it. I like to read a lot, so people I could probably sit here for another. So if we minutes. ever need a good book suggestion, you're the girl. Oh, I have so many books in my house. I want a library eventually. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, see now people aren't gonna know. Like they're gonna just think. I like people thinking I'm just funny. No, no, I know you're not just funny. You're <laughs> smart as hell. Uh, that's why you're you're <laughs> gonna be a nurse practitioner to help us all get better. Better, yeah. Uh -huh. um, so who are your next podcasts gonna be? Who do you want to get? In who, the booth. Who do I want to get in the booth? Um, well, I need to get you and Ronnie. Oh, no. Point. Nobody cares about us. Oh, no. Enough about us. I mean, you're you're in the works. Mm. I did ask both Amandas of Barbell today. Oh, cool. Actually, I did what Amanda Amanda B. I did not ask her. I did ask Amanda An Anderson today. Mm -hmm. um, but my intentions are, are inter to interview both of them. That's and then cool. I talked to Greg today. Santi? Yeah. Awesome. About getting him the on one here. and only Greg. The one and only. The yeah, one what and did I only. even ask? There's, Who else? There's the one and only tight wearing superhero Greg. <laughs> um, and or singlet Greg today. He PR, told me PR Greg today. He told me he was gonna wear a singlet today. <laughs> and yet and yes he did. Oh god. But it wasn't anything normal. I, I mean no, because know. he's always, always wearing tight. his tight panty pants. Love, I love his that love his tights. He's got a cute little butt. Ronnie we calls them, his little butts cute. Ronnie calls those pants panty pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then he always teases Greg like why he, why doesn't he wear courtesy shorts oh yeah <laughs> I want you to talk about Greg talk to Greg about this subject when you interview oh, him oh absolutely we will be could. breaking down at least 20 minutes <laughs> what's his favorite tights why does he like these <laughs> uh, yeah I don't want to give too much away but there's a few things that you have to say because I no. want him to talk about it oh, yeah. um, when you interview him <laughs> cool well I think everybody loves your podcast mm. And then we're going to see so. how much everybody loves you by how many people listen to this, this podcast. Is this is how we this rank who's long. cool. And, not who's cool, but <laughs> like cool. who's the most popular. popular. Julie, I think, is, will always be number one. She was the very first She was the very part. first. That's yeah. cool. She had a, she's over well over 100 views, which is great. I think that's – we have over 500 listens that's to our so that cool. podcast. So You're making it great. big time, Anna. I know. This we need great. sponsors. That's, I mean, hey, if there is someone out here that has a business and they want me to talk about their business on here at the start of the beginning or the end of the podcast, that's this was why I did it, was to bring the community together, not just CrossFit Lacey, but the whole community at large. So For I mean, $499, $99, vacation we will, we'll, we'll, to we'll Hawaii. spend two minutes and 32 seconds talking, talking about, about your you. business. <laughs> <laughs> But then we can buy some plates for the barbell gym Hell and stuff yeah, like that. So you know, like, that's so, how we're gonna be some... on the come up. <laughs> I also want everybody to put it on their radar that Anna will be getting married um, mm -hmm. to herself in the near future. In the near future. But she's, well, maybe, you maybe need to do some marriage counseling. Get out of the army first. Oh, okay, but yeah, I also think you need to do some pre-marriage counseling I do. because you're obviously you've got some things that you and yourself need, you to need to work out. Work out because I that all the all the I remember. And yet the one moment where I made a commitment to myself. What's crazy like, uh, uh, is it, it's not uh, like you uh, were hammered or no, anything at all. At all. So this close. is like, whoa. Uh, and it usually when I wake up mornings after I drink, I do a total recall of the night to make sure I didn't act a fool. <laughs> I've had to do that a couple <laughs> times. I've been there once or twice. But it wasn't a night. I felt like I needed to do that because no, I had such a good time. We were and super it wasn't chill. It was, was super It was classy. We were drinking wine uh, and cheese. Yeah. Nothing bad yeah, uh -huh. can happen unless yeah. you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> a little lactose. 
Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, it's a little... I know a future nurse practitioner that I'd love to hook you up with that does holistic health that can talk she to you about this. I'm hoping you might me. even want to marry her. <laughs> well, I'm making the commitment here now. Oh, my gosh. Between, between Chris and kids, like, talking about brown marketing and me having dreams about having brown babies and all this stuff, I mean... And then this, like, people are, our, community, our community is crazy. I mean, they're it's not, not crazy, but we're great. I hope you like it. Yeah. And I, I didn't so. have, the only reason why I had dreams about having white baby, brown babies, as she said, was because I think I'm brown, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a whole other subject we can talk about. <laughs> we can go on. But I, I have identity issues. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never told a child anything about having <laughs> dreams about <laughs> babies. That's just Chris's kids. I think kids she just are... put you and Ronnie together. Yeah. And she was like, well, at that point, you should hope that they're brown. Because <laughs> they didn't have the color. There's a problem. No, we might, we might <laughs> have might some problems. problems. Yeah. This, it won't, we'll have to have a new name of the gym yeah. and everything. Oh, man. Oh. Well, thank you, Anna. I, I'm going to say it. I just love you. <laughs> and you're my neighbor. And you work with me. Uh-huh. And everybody loves you. And we just, like so appreciate everything that you do for the community and I really mean that I'm not just saying that like you do so much for the community that um you know I I always think about these great ideas but but I never have you know it's hard to implement them all and it really takes a team Mm -hmm. and like I hope you know I hope our members see like how phenomenal our team is because if you're not on the inside maybe you don't see it but this team, it's not me and Ronnie. It's, no, no. it's everybody. All and, the coaches. Um, we just, like, everybody brings something really valuable to the table. And uh, you're one of them. And we're so <laughs> grateful that you're here. And we're going to keep you. You can't be a nurse practitioner anywhere else. But, but here. Yeah. Uh, deal. And we're going to just build this here. health and wellness facility. Oh, yeah. And make it happen. It's happening now. Last so. We said it. We put it in the universe. It's happening. We need a dream board. We need a dream board. We'll buy that immediately. <laughs> so thank you, Anna. I had to nail thank her down. Um, she thought nobody cared about what she had to say, but I think that everybody's going to love to hear more mm-hmm. about you. Sweet. So, All, right. All right. High five for uh-huh. that, mommy. <laughs> Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time out to get to know me a little bit better and taking the time out to listen to all these podcasts. I'm having so much fun doing this. I hope you guys are enjoying it just as much as I am. All right, have a good day.